grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. I'm sure at some stage, if you've been in a long-term romantic relationship, you may have heard the phrase or uttered the phrase, not tonight, dear. What happens when you're on different pages sexually and what sort of tension can that invoke? Well, Luke and Cinder from Conscious Couples Coaching will be diving into exactly that tonight. How to connect, how to have a conversation and how to get back on the same page in the sheets. We'll also be talking to Tim Valina with her special brand of drag therapy. That's all coming up tonight on After Dark. Ever wondered about Tantra? Perhaps you want to know the benefits of sperm retention. Luke and Sindra from Conscious Couples invite you to explore the outer limits of your sexuality on After Dark. It's time to welcome back Conscious Couples Coaching, Luke and Sindra, for another what is always an interesting discussion, and today is no exception. Now, how many times have you heard in a relationship, not tonight, dear? Well, it is an issue, and getting the balance right between what is too much and what is not enough is always a little bit of a struggle for couples. And today, we're going to talk about that and what happens when we feel pressured or we're putting the pressure on someone else in an intimate relationship. Guys, welcome back to After Dark. Thank you. We're always happy and excited to be here with you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Super pumped for our little sessions, our little chat, suppose. Absolutely. Now, today we are talking about that that pressure of intimacy. Um, and I guess it is a fairly sticky topic and one that would come up in your coaching fairly regularly that sometimes libidos can be mismatched and couples aren't on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is coming up like in every single session that we're doing at the moment. So we thought it would be, I mean, obviously it's something that happens with everyone out there as well. And I think the the biggest thing is kind of missed or undiscussed expectations about each other's needs and wants and desires. And so one person's potentially putting pressure on the other person because they don't feel like they're getting enough quote unquote, and then the other person is feeling pressured and then they're not able to show up as they would be liking to show up. And it can be actually a point of contention and resentment and, you know, really quite a, a big thing for couples, you know, um, that generally goes undiscussed as well. So we thought it'd be good to talk about maybe how people can start to broach this topic. Absolutely. Because I think, As we talk about, and, you know, you guys are so good at getting that across, that the the issue starts with communication. And and I guess that because it is such a a personal thing, um, you know, and as a woman, for example, we might go, okay, I'm really not feeling it, um, you know, 
I'm at that point in my cycle where I just don't feel sexy. I just don't feel like, but we don't feel like we can share that. Um, Or we're kind of a little bit unconscious about our ebbs and flows in our sex drives and how to then communicate that to a partner. And then we reach a stalemate and then it's a huge elephant in the room. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we ran a workshop in Newcastle this uh, two, two weekends ago. Mm. And um, we explained like that, that staple of our coaching communication leads to connection, leads to intimacy. And there were so many guys in the room and, and women that were nodding their head and they're like, oh, shit, I've been trying to connect through intimacy mm. and been pushing the communication to, you know, the downside and the connection to the downside and being trying to shortcut all the way to intimacy to connect and then communicate. Um, you know, we've all had those experiences where we, you know, we can be intimate and then you feel really connected afterwards and then you have all of these deep conversations when you're lying around in the sheets. However, that comes from doing the work prior to that to be communicating, connecting, and then being intimate. So, yeah, it's it's not unusual. However, it can be shifted if you have a bit of an awareness around how you're showing up, I guess. Okay. So I am the pursuer, I guess, and I don't feel like my cup is being filled by my partner. How might I go about broaching that subject without laying blame at the feet of my partner? I think it's important to be honest about what your needs and desires are. So you can say something like, I love connecting with you uh, and I really enjoy the times that we have intimacy and I just look forward to those times so much. you know, and I'd love to connect with you more in that way. Mm. Is there a space or can we, you know, make some more time or would, how would you feel about that? How would you like to make some more time for that? What does that look like for you? What does that feel like for you? So it's like an invitation as opposed to like, well, we aren't having enough sex. So what are you going to do about it? (laughs) Which is generally if you have left it a really long time, is how people do end up saying things. Yeah, yeah. You know, the resentment comes out. Instead of being like the positives first, like I love when we do this, it's so great, you know, I love connecting with you because really it's about like intimacy is about like connecting and being seen and being held, you know, in that kind of vulnerable space. So expressing that and how much you love it and then saying, hey, how do you feel about making more time for that? Mm. Yeah, and it is really, I guess, particularly for parents, um, you know, you can get to the point where your flatmate's running a childcare centre. You don't make that time for each other. Everything is logistical and how are we going to do this and da-da-da-da-da and short sentences and let's get it done and all that sort of thing instead of this slow meandering conversation that evolves. Remembering to make that time for yourself and for your partner um, in actual fact, makes you a better parent because you're more in touch with yourself. Uh, but we forget about it and we forget how to have those conversations. Uh, you know, so making that time is just so important, isn't it? 
Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I don't know. There's probably a lot of listeners who could resonate with, say, receiving that conversation that Cindy just explained. Like, you know, I really look forward to that. Like, I, I, you know, I think about it a lot. I love it when we do. Um, and you know, is there anything that I can help you with to create more space for that to happen? There's probably a lot of listeners that would be like, uh, hear that and be like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> like. I don't know, like, yeah, I, you know, I look forward to that too, but I really don't know to get how to get from where I am right now to there. Like, I've got no idea. Like, I do, but I'm just not feeling it. Mm. Not, you know, not with you, at least. My mind does go there at times, but like, not with you. This situation that we've created is not a super erotic situation. Like, we've got a lot of responsibilities. We're taking care of a lot of things. We're having those short, sharp conversations and, you know, running this childcare center. Yeah. So, um, sometimes the answer is, you know, I really, fuck, I really look forward to that time too. It feels so good when I think about us connecting in that way really well. And I think what I need to be able to cultivate that is some more time on my own, like to be able to know me better. Mm. It's like, I don't know because I'm so busy keeping shit together. It sounds counterintuitive. Like I want more connection with you, what I, but what I need, what I need to be able to make that connection is more time with me. Yeah, but when you say it, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because, uh, yeah, when you're connecting um, intimately with a person, you can't be wearing your mum hat and your dad hat and your employee hat. and Unless that's your little freaky fantasy, but, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, look, you know, my thing's a nurse. But um, <laughs> oh, I've just plain leaks mine. But you know, <laughs> it's it's important to remember who you are and get in touch with yourself, so that as an adult and as with all of those hats in their boxes, so that we can remember who we are and and then what we can, how we can connect intimately with someone without. Yeah, thinking about lunches, thinking about who's picking the kids up from school, thinking about uh, the next report that we have due. Yeah, Syndra works with like so many mums at the moment, so many mums that she's actually running a masterclass for mums around sexuality at the moment mm. um, where they get to this point where they've been a milk truck, you know, for, you know, years and been, you know, that provider and all of those things. And it transfers over to men as well that, you know, we almost get put on this ped- like, you know, pedestal for being the provider. And then when we get home, we feel like we've had absolutely no time for ourselves. Same with mums. And then we're expected to be this, you know, super sexual intimate being. So, yeah. yeah. And a lot of it comes down to bloody exhaustion. Yeah. 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 And how, do, how do you feel, Sindra, if you're super, super exhausted, or Louise, both mm-hmm. of you, super, super exhausted, been doing all the things, and, you know, Bay turns around and it's like, you know, I've got, I've got 15 minutes before work, babe, you want a quickie? I'm going to, like, bend you over and, you know, give you a quick pounding. Yeah, they'll, like, literally slap you across the face if you said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look. However, yeah. however... This is what people are telling me that their partners are saying to them. Yeah. That that, that is so a, that is a sentence that's come up significantly in our couples coaching of recent. Okay. So, mm, yeah, look, I don't know how I'd feel about that. 
because, yeah, I'm just not in that headspace and not expecting it. So I think there's a there's a meeting in the middle, isn't there? There's you know if you're yeah. if you're sort of the pursued, I guess that you want to be making the space and the time to um, hold space for your partner, and if you're the pursuer, I guess you've got to look at it more like uh, a bath that needs to be warmed up a little bit more quickly than just whacking the hot tap on because it just doesn't work like that. Yeah, and. Uh, I always talk about building things up during the day as well. So that could mean in the morning, if you do want to build up to that, uh, having some connection time. And I don't mean like a 30-minute massage. I mean like a longer kiss and a peck on the cheek. Mm. I mean a longer cuddle than just a bye, uh, you know, an I love you, a bit of like that in the morning. And then as the day goes on, maybe a text message like, I find you so attractive. I'm just thinking about your naked body, like, really turns me on or, like, just something really mm. lovely. So, like, you kind of have that touch point. And then in the afternoon when they get home, again, a longer hug, a longer kiss. You know, everyone has that tiny bit of time just to take that extra moment to connect. Yeah. And then you'll be able to build up to that connection in the evening when you've had that time over the day. You've built it up. You've created safety. You've you know, held space for that person. And then for the the person that's being pursued, knowing what you need to do to get into the space to receive. Mm. So a lot of women I speak to is just, I teach them like hand on heart, hand on belly, just like five deep breaths and just like really just closing their eyes and just being with themselves. And sometimes that's enough just to drop into their bodies to actually even be open to receiving any of that stuff that I just spoke about. Mm. So it's also taking responsibility for your own self coming into that space of connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's really profound. And, uh, you know, this is why I love these discussions because we don't think about it day to day and then it's a huge problem and we go to therapy and we go, somebody help us. Like we're, you know, six months in and uh, nobody's getting any love. How did we get here? Catching mm. that, you know, it's as easy to send a text saying, hey, listen, I'm I'm thinking about you during your day as it is to send the text that says, can you please get milk? Exactly. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Monot- monotony is like the antithesis to resentment and resentment basically kills intimacy. But if we're still intimate beings who have that intimate desire and our default, you know, cave people brain is like, oh, I would just ask for sex, mm. then we put pressure on the situation and like, you know, as soon as there's pressure on, no, nobody's going to perform very well. Nobody's going to be embodied, connected, and really lovingly intimate. It becomes a chore, becomes a burden, and like, ain't nobody got time for shit sex. So, hundred percent, we don't. We're here to live our no. best lives, Luke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I love it, guys. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us. This has been a fantastic discussion, and if. You have some issues that you would like to unpack. Luke and Sindra are your people. You can find them on Conscious Couples Coaching on Instagram. Make sure that you check them out. They have an array of courses that you can attend or you can inquire about one-on-one coaching. Guys, thanks so much for joining us once again on After Dark. Thank you.
Want some love and sex advice? Searching for the answer to your complex, confusing or downright awkward questions. The queen of the Newcastle drag scene is in the building. It's time for In Bed with Timberlina on After Dark. Well, here she is, the queen of the Newcastle drag scene, Timberlina. Welcome back to After Dark. Hello, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And we have so much fun um, answering these questions. I mean, you know, we <laughs> is that, does that make us terrible people? Are we like are we like getting off on other people's pain? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say we actually have a probably a bit too much fun. <laughs> oh, look. I can't go serious. I just can't do it. Um, you know, there's so there's so many obvious lines. Um, but look, um, what you need to understand is that Tim Bellina and I, although we're brilliant, are not uh, trained psychologists and uh, you need to take it with a pinch of salt. Um, but look, a lot of what we say is quite profound and we're both considering going back to uni to study because uh, we're knocking it out of the park, quite frankly. We really are. It's <laughs> <pretty> amazing. <laughs> okay, so... Our first question tonight is from a lad, which I love because women are really good at sharing, but it's sometimes a little bit more difficult for the male species to reach out. And I'm so, I'm proud of whoever you are, um, longing for passion. Um, that's that's what he's called himself. But um, I really love that uh, the lads are getting in on this too. And we have a lot to say on that front as well. So, um Well done to you. Here it is. My girlfriend used to be really sexy and seductive, but lately the way that she initiates sex is horribly unsexy. She'll pull my hand down her pants in this – um, and in this way that feels very lazy or she'll say something like, want to do it. It makes me cringe. How do I get her to be better at initiating? She's done it before, um, so I know she's capable of being sexy. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, oh, you pick- love. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it comes back to my thing of communication mm-hmm. um, and opening up about how he feels with her. I guess I don't know this. Um, do you want me to? Do you want me to dive in? Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> Handing it over. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing. If you start a job, obviously in those first couple of weeks, you want to impress, uh, you want to you want to knock it out of the park and that sort of thing. And once you do that, though, uh, in your job, you're quite motivated to keep doing that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So as I like to say, uh, we work to live, not live to work. And So, therefore, our intimate relationships are actually quite important and they require a little bit of upkeep. And what I feel has happened here is that you've both reached this point in the relationship where, quite honestly, you've got a bit lazy. So, I think that girlfriend needs to just, you need to say that, you know, you you need to, so what you could do to sort of put this on the table is is maybe, um, you know, plan a romantic night and put some effort in and that sort of thing. And she might think, oh, maybe I could put in some effort and be a little bit more seductive um, because you don't want to let this stuff go. 
Yeah. You know, it's really important to keep bringing the spice uh, back into into your relationships. We've just had Valentine's Day. I knocked it out of the park. I cooked lobster mornay from scratch. Oh, gosh, and, yeah. Yeah, and there was like rose petals and, you know, and lingerie and the whole thing. Yes, he's a lucky boy. But, you Very. know, yeah, my thing is, is that you can't let that stuff go. Because it's your it's your primary relationship. You need to feed it and you need to not be lazy with it. And I think there's a bit of laziness going on here. Yeah, take it back to when you first met. Yes. Yes. Just remember, take it away, take it all the way back to that. Do they call it the honeymoon phase? They do. Yeah. Yeah. Take it back to that honeymoon phase and light that fire again. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so true because uh, we do. And yeah, I just think, and you, you maybe need to sort of go, you know, when encourage the behavior. So when she goes, you know, darling, do you want to go out for dinner and, you know, have a, have a fantastic night? You need to reward that behavior with, I love that. That's fantastic. That turns me on. And that will sort of give her the idea uh, that perhaps the other way is is a bit cringe. Very cringe. <laughs> Couldn't even imagine. <laughs> Call me traditional, but, yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't think I'd initiate like that. I mean, good that she's initiating. We have a lot of people sort of say, you know, my girlfriend never initiates and, I'm, and I feel like I'm doing all the heavy lifting. So at least she's initiating. It's just her tone. Yeah. Mm. Okay, next question. My boyfriend watches a lot of porn. I actually like watching porn too, but only when we're together. My boyfriend often says that he's not in the mood for sex and then I find him watching porn. Mm. We have had a similar question before and uh, there is such a thing as a porn addiction. Yeah. Mm. Uh, So what you need to work out, you need to have an honest conversation, which is, What's your word? Communicate. Excellent. So. I was like, oh, no, what am I meant to say now? Communicate. Yes, yes. So you need to have a a conversation. And I've I've actually come across, it's actually funny that this question has come up because I have um, in, in the course of my research for After Dark because, you know, I mean, what a terrible thing to have to research every day, you know. <laughs> um, hate my job. Hate it. Uh, I've actually talked about um, desen- like and learned about desensitisation this week. Oh. Yes. So... Um, Certain types of vibrators can do that for women, actually physically. Yeah. So you can um, actually use a vibrator too much. But as well as that, um, porn can have a numbing effect because you see all these outlandish things and then uh, regular sex uh, between two humans is actually, in your head, boring. Yeah. I I mean, it makes Makes total sense. Yeah. That's probably what's going through his head. 100%. So what you might need to do, and this is this is where we hand it over to professionals, is you probably need to have a chat with him about um, maybe going for a little while without, without porn and seeing how he copes with that and does your sex life improve. And if it's starting to be a real issue, go and see a sex therapist. Yeah. Mm. 
You nailed that one on the head. You didn't even need me for that. I'm sorry. Your um, research is really paying off this week. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've just learned something today, so that's good. Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, last question. <laughs> you can do this one because I did all the heavy lifting on the last one only because – you know, of my research, it just happened yeah. to fall into place. Okay, here we go. My partner wants to know what I like in bed, and I know that he will do anything to please me. However, I'm a bit hesitant to say what I like, and I don't exactly know. And even when I do, sometimes I don't know how to describe what I want. I don't want to give him ineffective instructions. I feel like maybe this will make me frustrated, kill my mood, or maybe make him confused or feel bad about himself. How do I learn to talk to my partner in bed? This is all you. Communicate, communicate, communicate. I mean, for me, like if this was me, I would be like, obviously you're going into an open mind when you're having any kind of sexual relations with somebody. Mm. Like I feel like everyone needs going with an open mind. And I guess... If it's something physical, you you can move them or move yourself into a way that you find that you like it. Or you could be like, maybe try this, maybe try that. It's more about exploring if you don't know exactly what you want. Like explore each other and till you find that rhythm of what you really like. And then you're both going to know once you connect, you know you're connected. Um, but explore. Don't just go in there and be like, oh, I'm frustrated because you're already going to be frustrated when you first start. Um, so go in with an open mind and then explore, find out exactly what you want and how you like it and boom, boom, boom. 100%. So I think maybe a two-pronged approach. So first of all, you need to do some self-exploration and find out what you like and what, you know, like do you like clockwise or anti-clockwise? I mean, you know, these are these are all important questions. And and then uh yeah, look, no one goes into particularly partnered couples. I mean, there are your random hookups where the person just gets in there, gets what they need and get out. But you're in a relationship here. He wants to please you. Mm. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with taking the time to just go, oh, like, you know, move, you know, two centimetres to the left or uh, change the direction or change the speed or whatever, and they love that. They love being told, you know, slower, faster, harder, um, you know, exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, because they want to please you. Mm. So I don't think that there's necessarily uh, a problem with, uh, him receiving that information, I think he'd be happy to receive mm. that information and get some instruction. But you need to maybe um, explore what feels good for you so that you can communicate that. Agreed, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's what you should do there. So look, go and visit Flirt Adult Store. Get some little um, toys to play around with yourself. Find out what you like. Be able to, uh, you know, communicate that to your partner in your learnings and just, you know, let go of the, of the, I might offend him. He's going to love it. He's going to, he's going to love working out with you like a sexual jigsaw puzzle. What sends you into the stratosphere? I love that. That was so great. (laughs) (laughs) You can find out where Timberlina is performing at timberproductions.com.au and give her a like on Facebook and a follow on Instagram for all of her shenanigans. That was 
Timberlina on After Dark. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Well, we hope we've delivered some information and possibly a few giggles tonight on After Dark. Tune in same bat time, same bat channel next Tuesday at 6 o'clock to make sure that your sex life is sizzling heading into the weekend. I've been Louise Wilkinson. Thanks so much for listening. Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 6pm every Tuesday night. Only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.